0: Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 for this week's F1 Weekly News Roundup. Still not a catchy title, but we're sticking with it. And now if you're watching this on the video feed rather than the Spotify feed, firstly, let me apologise for my hair. What a mess it is. Um, You know, not long now. uh, In two weeks I'm getting a haircut, so stick with me for a little bit. And we'll we'll, we'll have good hair in two weeks. Can't wait. Secondly, uh, welcome along. Also make sure you click subscribe and also a video went out yesterday on this very channel about um, What happened what would happen if F1 still only had seven races this season. It's a bit of a silly one, but it's fun, and there's some really interesting stuff in there, so go check that one out once you're done with this one. Now, on to the news, and it was a rather quiet news week this week, as you may expect during this low point between races for what has seemed like seven years, but we have got some big stories coming up, including... And starting with F1's new agreement with Paramount+. Plus. Now, what does this actually mean is the big question around this agreement. And interestingly, they haven't really come out and said this is what we're going to be doing. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, this is the end of Drive to Survive. Well, I don't think it is. I think this is more surrounding... Broadcasting rights. Now, Paramount Plus have had this interesting relationship with F1 for a couple of years now, where they're very prominent uh, in sponsorships, uh, not on cars, but at tracks. I especially especially remember Silverstone. I don't know if it was last year or maybe last year and the year before, but the final two corners before the start-finish straight, when the camera would pan to the left there was just this huge billboard advertising Paramount+. And I think it was like, you can watch South Park if you want. It's like whilst the rate's going on. And ever since then, it's got more and more and more to the point now where there's lots of Paramount Plus stuff everywhere. Now, what I think this actually means in terms of what they're going to be doing, if you're from the UK, I imagine very little. If you're in the US, I think it'll be a big thing for you. Currently, the US... Formula One broadcast rights are held by ESPN. That is a contract that will run until the end of 2025. Now, I think this Paramount Plus uh, deal here is setting up so that in 2026, the rights will move over to Paramount Plus from ESPN I think that's all it's really going to be in terms of UK I imagine nothing will change so I don't even think you can get Paramount Plus over here and the rights will probably stay with Sky uh, forever because you know they've signed a deal with uh, the devil there Bernie Eccleston gave away a long time ago personally I just I know there must be huge money huge money in these broadcast contracts Um, but I think surely F1 would make more money if they just released F1 TV everywhere, and then just got all the money themselves, especially with this huge new audience they've got. Because I subscribe to F1 TV now myself, from the UK one, which is like £2 a month, and you have access to pretty much every race from 1980, then the season review of the 1970 seasons, which is just very interesting. And they are only 2 quid, so that's fine. if you were to add on the broadcast rights on top of that, I mean, they've got a great little service there, it works really well, I mean, there's no app for it on a smart TV in the UK, which sucks, but apart from that, it's going pretty well, so I really don't understand why F1 aren't taking the plunge on themselves, why they're still kind of serving it out to other people, I think... Because I don't know, obviously I don't know about Paramount Plus, but surely that'd be more than F1 TV subscription. But I guess these contracts they get must be multi-billion-dollar contracts. Here, there's some um, there's some quotes here from some people. As a, a Paramount representative has said, the partnership exemplifies F1's ongoing commitment to exploring new avenues to help promote the sport and appeal to new audiences. That's a great quote there. Fantastic. Let's move on to some actual F1, though. And Carlos Sainz. Now, the last race we had, it may seem like quite a while ago, but it was the Australian Grand Prix. Where Carlos Sainz finished 4th, but then got a 5-second penalty and actually finished 12th. Now, at the time, you could tell he was extremely upset by this, and the uh, that hasn't gone away. It appears because Ferrari are issuing their right to review over the Carlos Science Australian penalty, and that will be heard on Tuesday. With I, I don't know if we'll get a result on it on Tuesday, but Ferrari's appeal will be heard on Tuesday. Now, this for me is an interesting one because if you look at the incident and in like it's an enclosed space, just the incident where Science hits for Alonso, that's a penalty. There's no way around it he deserves a five second penalty for that. That's what there's no I I can't see an argument against that. I think the argument comes from the fact that did that lap really count? Because despite the fact that he hit Alonso, that didn't really count. Alonso just went right back to where he was, we all got reset, and it was fine. Alonso's race was not ruined by the fact that that Carlos hit him. Now then we get into the whole topic of. Do you give out penalties for actions. Or do you give out penalties for the repercussions of the actions. And F1 normally falls on the side of we give out penalties for the action. So for example. When Lewis hit Max Silverstone 21. A lot of people were like you just should disqualify him. Because he ruined Max's race. But it's like well no the uh, uh, causing a collision penalty is this. And this is what he got. So it's not about how what happened in the accident, it's about what led up to the accident. But then, on top of that, you have Gasly and Sargent who got away with nothing for doing much worse compared to Carlos Sainz. That could be an interesting point of appeal there. Quite frankly, I'm shocked that Alpha Tauri haven't said anything. Because Logan Sargent took out Nick DeVries there in a race where they could very, very, very easily have scored points, considering the amount of people who didn't finish. And I think right now Alpha AlphaTauri and Williams are on the exact same amount of points. So they are really their rivals. The fact that Alpha AlphaTauri have said seemingly nothing about this to the media, to the FIA, to anyone. I mean, Logan Sargent should have a great penalty for the next race, but that's going off the topic there. It's a very interesting one of did that lap actually happen or not. Because if you ask Gasly, Ocon, DeVries, Vries, Sergeant, Yes, the lap did happen, because that's the lap that they went out of the race. But for everyone else, apart from car signs, it didn't. So I, in my heart, I don't think this penalty will be going away on Tuesday. But we shall have to wait and see. And finally, the last piece of news here is around McLaren. But not McLaren F1 team. McLaren IndyCar team. Because they have revealed the liveries that they will be running for this year's Indy 500. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube rather than listening on Spotify, here's a photo of them. Wow, look at this. So there's the free Indy car here, and what, you, what McLaren have gone for, instead of going for like a 60-year thing, they're focusing more on the Triple Crown. Now, the Triple Crown is often argued of what it actually is. Well, only one point is argued what it actually is. Two points are considered set in stone, and they are... Winning the Indy 500 and winning Le Mans. When F1 comes into it, that's when there's a little bit of an argument of what is or isn't considered part of the Triple Crown. Because some people would argue that the Triple Crown, from a F1 point of view, is winning the Formula 1 World Championship, whilst others say it is uh, winning the Monaco Grand Prix. You can argue amongst yourself as to which you think it is. I don't care. But here we have the McLaren Triple Crown livery, so here car number 7 in the orange, this is a tribute to the uh, McLaren, I think it was the first era McLaren to win the Indy 500, here in the black is the tribute to the McLaren that won Le Mans, and here's the one that we care about most here at Stop & Go F1, the one slap bang in the middle, now this is a tribute to the Alain Prost McLaren that won the Monaco Grand Prix, but You know, it is widely regarded as the most iconic McLaren livery. It is the Marlborough livery. But instead of the red stripes and on the back, it has gone to the McLaren orange. Now, it looks great. I love it. Let me know what you think down below. But um, when the McLaren launched their livery this year, the F1 livery, uh, we did a video here on the channel. You can go back and watch it if you want. And I said about how you know, they're celebrating 60 years, but this livery is not a 60 year livery. It's not an anniversary livery. It's just a normal one with the number 60 on the side. And in that, I said that they should do this livery, but I said, oh, maybe not, because that was designed to sell cigarettes at the time. But changing the red to orange is genius, because it's no longer the cigarette brand, but it is the cigarette brand at the same time. Great. Whoever's thought of that? great job i don't think it looks as good as it does in red but i understand why i've gone to orange and i think that was the right thing to do let me know what you think of course so that is i think all the news we have for this week which is mental only I mean, three pieces of news at one point i thought there was gonna be no news but it all came towards the end of the week as it tends to do with formula one so we've got the video out at the minute about the seven race f1 season next friday there is a video coming out that i spent a little bit too long on about the mistake that Williams made that led to their downfall. So that's coming out next Friday. So make sure you stay subscribed to that. Next Saturday, I'll be up here with another F1 weekly news roundup as long as there is some bloody news. Then the week after that, we've got a race again. Remember what they're like? Remember F1 races? Oh my goodness. I'm sure they're fun. So that'll be great. So make sure you subscribe for all that good stuff and until next time have a great weekend have a wonderful week and i'll see you then goodbye